you know my rules, come into the middle. Come into the middle, you know my rules, don't sit down. This is uh, not the time to relax. Relaxing comes come in, come when, you, in. when you're taking the word from our amazing guest speaker from Fielding. He's driven up just to speak to us about God tonight, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. Oh, I hope so. It, I, no, no, I'm sure. I've been told to he's be sure. He's confident. He's, 100%. he's bringing the word. Yeah, it's so if, fire. You're, if you're not ready, be ready. Okay, I feel like my team's going to lose because I was going to go everybody from Owen this way on my team, but no. Apparently yeah. no one wants to be no on my team. No one wants to be on Muller's team. That's because my team is the winning team, Muller. Yes. Yeah, no, 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 no. we're standing. But we're going to put people into teams. We've got a quick game to play before we get started. Yeah. Um, Tyra, you go that side because yeah. I want a winning team. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Rebecca, yeah, Tyra, I'm going to split you down over. there. Ethan, that Love way. Love that way. So, Tina, all of you guys are on my team now. We're yeah, uh, team. so you guys, you're on, uh, just, I don't know, we might as well call ourselves winners. Because that's what we are. This team is um, Team Humble. That's what um, people who don't win say. No, or people who represent being humble. Um, yeah, no, not really. So guys, this is actually Mr. just Kanye. no singing or dancing as promised, but it's a classic game of Pictionary. Okay, um, so pretty much Sheridan, you're going to come up. Sheridan the Championship Pictionary player, yep. so I think it's unfair if he draws. Um, just making that safe because of my... I, I value my job. So, um, okay. Well, let's say, uh, let them know what we're going to do. So we're going to get um, a person up from each team who's going to have a turn at drawing. When you come up, you'll be given the same word. Um, when your team knows what um, the drawing is, they need to send a runner-up. Uh, so my team sent a runner to me. Muller's team will send a runner to him. And first team to say what the drawing is through the mic will win a point. Is that pretty easy, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Owen doesn't listen, smart. but that's okay. Okay, so what we need so we got is, Ruth. Can, I, can we both get a volunteer? We've got, we got Ruth, all, okay, and we need a runner. Ryan, Who's your nominated Owen. runner? Scott. Scott is our runner. Yeah. Uh, and can I get a runner? Can I get a runner for my team? Alan Hall, you've just got nominated. Come on down. Hey, hey, Alan Hall's on, on my down. team. No, 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 no. Jesus, Jesus just spoke Feeling to me in a players. dream. Feeling my players. Oh, far out. Jesus spoke to me in a dream. Come on. <laughs> Scott, you might want to be close to grab the mic. Okay, Ruth, do you want to jump up on stage? Yeah. No, no, the team does. Running. Okay. Go, go and see Nicole. She's got a word okay. for you. Okay, here we go. So if you have the answer, do not scream it out. Throw your hand in the air. Your runner will come to you. No, that's the runner's job. Okay, we're going to get countdown from five. Five, Five, four, four three, three, two, one, draw. go. Ice cream. No, not quite. It's not an ice cream. Ice cream cone? Ice yes. cream cone. Woo! See, Team Humble, Team Humble. Do you want to put a point up? Yeah, one, one point, one point. Okay. Next drawer, next drawer. Next drawer, Owen, you Okay, we need another volunteer. Tara's going to draw for Mia? my team. No pressure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're up against uh -huh. an art student. Well, I come over so you can see the word too. Yes. Okay. okay. Three, seven, eight, draw. Draw. Snake. We Snake. have a winner. 
Yes. Okay, we had a point to my team. Can I get another drawer, please? <laughs> okay, next person for my team. Out. Come on up. All right, Stacey's drawing. Okay. Okay, okay. come this way. We need to look at the word. In three, two, one, go. go. Oh, we've got it. That was a call out. Disqualification. He said it in the mic. Brew. <laughs> it's supposed to be a broom. Oh, yeah, next I, person. We're going to do two more. I need two one more, more person. Okay, we got Jay from our team. Ooh. All right, come on, Ethan. Come on. Okay. Go, go get your word. Okay. And draw. Go. Stop. Stop. Okay. Scott's in the first. He's just quiet. All right, guys, we're not. Okay. You know what? I, I need someone. Last person, I need someone who's like really ridiculously good at drawing. Oh yeah, what's that, Rebecca? You okay, my nominated. team, one more person. Oh, Geneva, Geneva. Come on, you're gonna face Becca. You're gonna come in first and get the word. And draw. Bridge over troubled water. Right. That was bridge, that was bridge. We got it, we got it. Bridge over we troubled water. Yeah. Okay, so what was that? Uh, two points to three. My team, we win. <laughs> Woo! Yes, I did predict it. I did call this. Uh, All right, let's get a couple of boys to help us take the Yeah, can I get some volunteers to take this down? Um, and stay in the middle, stay guys. Stay in the middle, stay, stay in the middle. In the middle. We're going to continue with some praise and worship soon. Good evening, welcome, great to see you. Come on in, find a seat. Don't hold back, don't sit at the back, stand at the back, whatever. Come and find a place to sit. We are in for a great evening tonight. It's wonderful to have you here and it's wonderful to have David Quinn with us, Pastor David Quinn, all the way from Fielding. So a couple of things as we kick off. If you're visiting with us tonight, great to have you here. And uh, I trust that you'll be able to relax. Over at the back there, there's a table with some white bags on it. Please help yourself to those bags. And uh, there's information in there about the church, etc., who we are, where we're going. And um, just feel free to help yourself to those. That would be really good. Fantastic. Who's had a birthday or a uh, wedding anniversary this last week? Anybody? Birthday. Tina Hall. Where's Tina gone? She was right there before. There you are, right there. Last week. Did you get your chocolate? You did. Are you telling me the truth? <laughs> are there no other birthdays or anniversaries? None? Why don't you just like throw five out? 
Newly married. Have we got newly married? Oh, welcome back, guys. Fantastic. Yeah, you should take them some chocolates. Very nice. Dan wants to know how many days, Emily and Dylan, that you've been married for. Three weeks. There you go. Awesome. No new babies this week? No. All good. Fantastic. Well, there's a couple of things that um, you need to know about. We had muck in today and that was fantastic. On the 31st of October, we've got the light party happening. And um, so that's Halloween. And we're bringing an alternative for the community. Something that's great. Something that's uh, in the opposite spirit to Halloween. So that'll be really good and exciting. So it'd be great if you could be part of that. We have hundreds of kids here from the community. And um, there'll be parents and all sorts of people here as well. And we can look after them, give them a great night. That would be good. Also, there is a prayer clipboard going around for the 24-7 prayer. It's a red one. Who, who's got that at the moment? There, yeah, great. When it comes your way, just sign up in a slot. It's just for this week. And um, we want to fill it up for the week, 24-7 prayer. So make sure you keep it moving. If it comes to you, pass it on to the next person, okay? Just keep it going. That would be really good. Let's take a moment to pray. Father, I thank you for this evening. I thank you for today. I thank you that we can gather together in such an incredibly peaceful country uh, with a great environment. And Lord, right from the start, we want to honour you. We want to lift you up. We declare that you are the King of Kings, that you are the Lord of Lords, that our lives would be lost without you and we would be lost without relationship with you. So tonight it is our desire to uh, bring honour to your name. Thank you that you promised where two or three are gathered that you're amongst us, Holy Spirit. So we treasure your presence in this place and we welcome your presence amongst us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to spend some time, praise and worship. Why don't you come out and fill this space up? And Thanks, guys. Like a ring of solid gold, like a vow that is tested, like a covenant of and your love is enduring through the winter rain and beyond the horizon. Mercy for
times and generations you are worthy Lord of all unto you the slave you lift our voice with heaven singing worthy
was pondering in the song before that one actually. I got a real sense, we were asking God for stuff, but I got a real sense in it that actually He wanted something from us. And you know, we stand and we lift our hands to Him. What are we doing when we're lifting our hands? Surrender, that's what it's about, it's about surrender. And I got a real sense as we were worshipping that He was asking for something from us. And I want to encourage you, I want to invite you to take a moment now. And why not stand and lift your hands to Him if you want to. With the question of, Lord, I'm giving you something now. really sense to say tonight, what are you bringing to me? What are you bringing to me? Only you know the answer to that question. I encourage you to dialogue a little with them. song that says, Jesus, take me as I am. I can come no other way. There's a starting point. Just take me as I am. That's all I've got. Pray for a kingdom exchange to take place in Jesus' name. Father, you take us, all we've got. You'd start to exchange some of that stuff we're carrying that's not healthy, that's not productive, that's not God-honoring. Exchange it for kingdom. Spirit, that you would fill every person afresh. That this room would be graced with the atmospheres of heaven.
gave you our futures. We gave you our desires. We gave you our potential. Everything that we are, we give back to you. saying to them, I think he wants more than a song. I think he wants more than a song. Yeah, yeah I think he wants more than a song. He gave us everything. He asked us for our everything. I think he wants more than a song. Yeah? Hey, we've got a deal going on here, people. What's the deal? Come on, I'm away for one week and what happens? You go all quiet on me. He wants more than a song, yes? He does, come on. He gave his everything. He wants our everything. He wants our everything. Everything. And what a privilege it is to be able to give him our everything. The problem is we keep pulling bits back. I'm just like everybody else. I keep pulling bits back. I need a reminder every now and again that I gave my everything and that's what he wants. Everything. Fantastic. Give a couple of people a high five and tell them they're looking fantastic this evening. It is great to have Pastor David Quinn with us all the way from Fielding. Fielding is a wonderful, wonderful town. Wonderful town, yeah. It's the only town I can think of that has like a racetrack, motor racing track, kind of in town. It's brilliant. What other town does that in New Zealand? No one. Someone was thinking when they designed that one, that's for sure. Very good. Well, David, why don't you come? Can you please give David a massive big hand as he comes? He's a great friend of ours, and it is awesome to have him with us this evening. Excuse me. Woo! I think your pastor might be onto something because uh, during worship I got a piece of scripture and uh, it's from John chapter 13 verse 24 it says Simon Peter motioned to him to ask who is he talking about so that disciple leaned over to Jesus and asked Lord who is it I want you to just I want you to just picture this the, Jesus is sitting there with his disciples and it's talking about John. And John leaned to Jesus. So I just want to close your eyes for a second and just lean, deliberately lean towards Jesus and just abide for a few seconds because he wants more than a song. Amen. Just lean into Jesus. He's pretty cool, isn't he? Two people think he's cool. That's awesome. 
I'm excited already. There's at least two people who think he's awesome. Two people think he's amazing. What about the rest of you? What do you think? Is he pretty cool? Come on, I, I heard your pastor's got to deal with you. Is he awesome? Cool. I'm in the right place. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says, He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. He has showed His kindness to us along with His wisdom and understanding. Have you ever stopped to think about that? You know, one of the problems that we have in church, and, and put your hand up if you grew up in church. So that pretty much most people in here grew up in church. Amen? The problem with that is we take it for granted. The problem with that, I mean, it's awesome that you grew up in church, and it's fantastic you did. I mean, I, I left church when I was 10. I had enough by then. I had a guts full. That was it. I was gone. Well, really, my parents had a guts full, so I was gone. And that was, I never, I never went to youth group as a kid. Ever. I missed up on all that Christianese. I had to learn a new language when I came to Chris. I, I gave my heart to Jesus and thought, what are all these Jesus freaks talking about? They're using different words. I missed out and all that stuff. So you guys are really privileged because you get to speak a different language. Some of you get to speak English. Some of you get to speak Christianese. Some of you get to speak in tongues. I was praying in tongues during worship, and Pastor Sheridan turned around and goes, what? He did. He's obviously got the gift of interpretation. Thought I was talking to him. But have you, have you actually stopped to think about your salvation for a moment? Have you ever stopped to think and ponder what does it actually mean? What's it all about? Have you ever stopped to think about how you get into heaven? I was pondering this a couple of weeks ago, and I was thinking, well, how do you get into heaven, Lord? I'm going. You know, I see. I, I'm going. I don't care anymore. That's what most of us think. Amen? Or is it just me? Just me. I forgot I was in the best church in the world, and it's all perfect here. But have you actually stopped to think about it? You see, the reality is we often take it way, way too lightly. The first thing to take note is God takes your problems and makes them His problems. I was just pondering that the other day there, and I thought, whoa, how cool is that? Because he's my dad. He's my dad. And, and he takes all my problems to be his problems. How cool is that? But it's so easy to take that for granted. We've got a little word. We call it grace. But the problem with grace is my daughter's name is Grace. And so grace just means I'm talking about my daughter. And so I often don't think about what is gr the grace of God thing. What is that all about? So I had to stop and ponder that the day there, and I was thinking, whoa, that's pretty cool. You see, when God oozes grace, something amazing happens. When we get saved, it's by His grace. It's easy to think it's by something that we've done, but the reality is it's by His grace. The reality is it's because He loves us that we get saved. The reality is we couldn't earn it if we tried. And sometimes we need to stop and go, whoa, what just happened there? What on earth just happened? The grace of God happened. You see, what happens when God oozes grace, you, you get what you need, not what you deserve. 
whoa, if you stop to think about that for a second, that gets really depressing because you start to think about what you actually deserve and you think, oh my goodness, this is a bit, a bit depressing here. But the reality is God wipes that away and he says, no, 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 I'll give you what you need, not what you deserve. I'm going to take on your problems instead of you taking on your problems because I'm going, to, I'm going to be there. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. He's pretty awesome, you know. The grace of God is incredible. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, God saved, this is from the New Living Translation, it says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. What we have to realize is salvation is not a reward for the good things that we've done so that none of us can boast about it. That's Ephesians chapter 2. How cool is that? I love that. You see, the reality is it's not an ordinary gift. If I had take this little pinky here, it's an ordinary gift, and I give it to Pastor Jan and say, have a gift. She can do what she likes with it. It's her gift. What would you like to do with that? She's going to give it away. Look at that. What a cool pastor you've got. Yep, Pastor Sheridan would have scoffed it by the time we'd got to the end of the message. But salvation's not a normal gift. You can't do that with salvation. Have you ever stopped to ponder what would happen if, if it came to crunch time? And one of your friends or one of your relatives or your, maybe one of your kids or maybe it's your parents or your brothers, your sisters or your best mate haven't given their heart to the Lord yet, but it's rapture time, it's crunch time. Have you ever stopped to ponder if you could bargain out with God saying, how about my kids can go instead of me or my best friend in the whole, whole world can go to heaven instead of me? You can, can you imagine having that conversation with God? Well, the good news is it doesn't matter because you can't. Because it's not a normal gift. You see, a normal gift, when I gave that little pinky to Pastor Jan, it became hers. It was no longer mine's. I couldn't keep it. It was her gift. She could do whatever she liked with it. Well, the reality is she couldn't because I set it up. I told her she had to give it to somebody else. But that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is it was hers. She could have done what it, she could have scoffed it as she walked across the auditorium. She could have jumped on it, stamped into the floor. Cleaners would have been gone nuts. But it doesn't matter. She could have done whatever she liked because it was now hers to do what she liked with. But salvation's not like that. You see, we mustn't take it lightly. We can't give it away. We can't earn it. It's something that's given by grace. It's incredibly personal. My salvation is just for me. It's my salvation. It's, per it's been personalized just for me. Have you ever stopped to think about it? When Jesus died on the cross, he was thinking about me. He was thinking about you when you got saved. He was thinking about that moment on the cross because by his grace on the cross, you got saved. How cool is that? He's an awesome God. It's so personalized. It, my, my salvation could only ever have been for me. And I can't give it away. I can't do anything about it. It's mine. Wow, the grace of God is just amazing. You can't spend it. You can't cash it in. Pretty cool if you could. It'd be worth a fortune. Imagine what you could buy if you could cash in your salvation. Heaps. 
but you can't. Just as well, really, because a, a lot of people would give it a go and then try and buy another one. And you'd be on Trade Me constantly trying to get a better deal. But you can't. You just can't. Can you imagine if you had somebody knocking at your door in the middle of the night? I've seen on Trade Me you had one salvation for sale. And um, you know, I see you wanted 20 million for it, but how about you take 18? No, no, I want 20. Or 19. All right, then 19 million. You can't do that with salvation. Be worth much more than that. It's worth everything because it cost Christ everything. So you can't get anybody else into heaven by an exchange program. Grace just happens when they make a decision for themselves, a decision to follow Christ, a decision to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, a decision to give their heart. It's a bit like that piece of scripture I read at the beginning. Where they, it's a decision where they've actually decided they want to abide in Christ. They want to lean into him a little bit more each day, abiding in Christ. And that moment when they decide that they want to abide in Christ more than anything else, boom. He pours out his grace, purchased just for you and just for me. What a personal thing. It's a pretty big deal, really. Jesus purchased my salvation on the cross just for me. We can all say that. When he did it, he had me in mind. It's awesome. Now, I really feel that there's people sitting in this auditorium right now, and you're starting to feel, whoa, is he talking just about me? Can I just tell you right now? I'm not, but the Holy Spirit is. You see, there's people sitting here, and I want you to remember this at the end. You're sitting here, and you're going, whoa, he's singling me out. No, I'm not. The Holy Spirit's doing that. Because when he purchased your salvation on that cross, he had this moment in mind that you would make this decision for yourself. I can't do it. Your best mate sitting next to you can't do it. The person that invited you here to come, the person that, it doesn't matter even if you've been coming here forever. It doesn't matter if you've been going to church with your parents forever and ever. That doesn't buy you salvation. You actually need to, okay, a moment in time, you need to go, pick me, because I'm picking you. Because I want that grace to be poured out in my life. I want to spend eternity with an, with an awesome God. Pick me. And that's pretty cool, because he already did 2,000 odd years ago when he was hanging on a cross, he was picking you. He was picking you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he was picking you 2,000 years ago. If this is really speaking to you, I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end. But before I get to that, I want to tell you a little story. A few years ago, I was in a little place in Taranaki called Opanaki. Has anybody ever heard of Opanaki? It's a little tiny town. It's where my wife grew up. It's an awesome little place. Anyway, they've got this little lake. I don't know why they've got a lake, because they've got a sea. It's an awesome beach there. But anyway, they've got a lake as well. They've just been greedy people. They've got two things. And uh, we were down by the lake one summer day, and this little boy, he was probably about this high, he went for a swim in the lake. And he got about 25, 30 feet out from shore, and it was quite clear swimming wasn't his forte, and he was in a lot of trouble. And he was drowning. And he is panicking like you've never seen anybody panic. And I'm faced with this decision, what do I do? 
So I decided I was going to swim out to this little boy and save him and bring him back. But I'd never done anything like that. I never went to surf life-saving or anything like that. I didn't realize that when you get there, unless they're ready to be saved, they're about to use you as one thing, a ladder. And he did. He started to climb up me, and I discovered I wasn't as good a swimmer as I thought I was. And I started to drown because he's now standing on top of me in the middle of his lake. And I had to let him go, and I had to move back. And suddenly, in just a few moments, he let go as well. And it was in that moment when he let go of everything, it was like he gave up trying to do things himself. And he just went all floppy, as relaxed as you could be. And that was the moment I was able to drag him to shore. Not before. There's a lot in that. Because the reality is, while you're trying to do everything in your own strength, you're going to struggle. The reality is that while you're trying to save yourself, while you're trying to go down a path, your own path, the path that you're making yourself, while you're trying to do it, and while it's all about you, you're in trouble. The reality is you need to relax into Christ and say, put your arms around me and save me. But there's a problem with that because I can't do that for you. If I could, I'd go around, I'd personally put my arm around every single person here and say, come on, I'll I'll save you, but I can't. The reality is because your salvation is so personal to you, because it was personalized, because Jesus had you in mind on the cross when he died on that cross just for you, it is only you that can accept it. It is only you that can step into it. And it's only when you relax and stop trying to do everything in your own strength and just stop trying to fight it, that's the moment. That's the moment. You see, we need to relax into Him. Just like that piece of Scripture said at the beginning I read out, we actually need to lean into Him. That's an amazing image when you start to think about it, that actually the, the apostle that... It says in scriptures that Jesus' love was the one who leaned into him. He abided in him. And that is Christ's will for your life, that you'll lean into him. That tonight you'll make a decision, I'm going to stop fighting this. I'm going to stop trying to do it in my own strength. And tonight I'm going to pick you, Jesus. God wants to save you. Jesus Christ wants to save you. He wants to save you from your hurts. He wants to save you from your bad habits. He wants to save you from your hang-ups. There's people in this auditorium, God, you've spoken into my spirit. You've been thinking, I'm going to get ready, but I'm going to get right. I'm going to do it. But when I just get this sorted out in my life, no, no, no. God came to do that for you. You need to stop trying to sort it out in your own strength and just relax. Just relax. He's not a scary God. He's actually the complete opposite. He's actually very loving and full of grace. And He wants to save you because He's got a purpose for you. So just relax and say yes to God. Amen. There's some of you here that have already made that decision. And I'm here to tell you, stop taking it lightly and start taking it seriously. 
start going to a new level in Christ by, by abiding in Him more and more each day. Take Him seriously. He's reaching out to you right now. Your gift of salvation is not something to be taken lightly. It's more valuable than anything on this planet. And He gave it to you with a purpose because He's calling you to activate that purpose today. Amen. He wants you to be with Him in heaven, but He wants to use you on earth first. He wants to work through you. It's not like He, can do, he can't do it without you because He can do whatever He likes. He's choosing to do it through you. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Now, let me tell you a story. This is a story about a lady called Kobe Hart. I used to be in a ministry team many, many years ago, and she had this most amazing ministry where deliverance and signs and wonders and all sorts of things, they just happened all around her in their ministry, and it was awesome. And I was saying to her one day about this ministry, and we were, we were in, we'd just come out of Manawatu prison. We'd been going in there, and we saw amazing things. We saw prisoners that were in there for, for some pretty horrendous things, were just weeping in the presence of God. And I said, your ministry is awesome, Kobe. It's really cool. And she said to me, she says, before you go any further, I need to tell you something. She says, I had the same conversation with God a while back. And he said to me something that was incredibly humbling. He said, you weren't my first choice. You weren't even my second choice. But my will will be done. And it was like, whoa. You see, I've never forgotten that moment because, because it tells me, if God's got a purpose for your life and you say yes, that's awesome. But if you don't say yes, he'll get somebody else to fulfill that purpose. Come on, you need to get this into your spirit this morning. If you're a young person here today and you, you've got a call in your life, God will pass you by if you don't say yes. Because his plans will come to pass. Amen. Because there's other people out there in a hurting world who need to hear the message, who need to be helped, who need to be reached for Jesus, and he's calling you to do it. But if you don't want to do it, he'll get somebody else to do it because his plans will come to pass. Amen. And so I'm saying here to you tonight, don't take this lightly. Don't think to yourself, I'll, when I get ready, when, I, when I'm ready, I'm going to do it. Well, I've got a question for your pastor tonight. Were you ready when you said yes to Jesus? I'm not ready. I don't think I'll ever be ready. I just do it scared. My wife's, one of my wife's favorite sayings, just do it scared. It's awesome. He gets all the glory if it works, so he gets the problems if it doesn't. Just do it scared. Just do it. Come on, we need to get in our spirit that we can do this because we can do this with him. Don't take your salvation lightly. Get involved. Do what you can. You see, we need to be doing this so that when God moments come, when the grace of God is on a moment that we are in the right place at the right time, and we can extend the arm of friendship to lead those who don't know him gently so that they can make a decision to follow Jesus, receive their heavenly reward, receive their salvation, their personal salvation by the grace of God. We get the privilege of being involved in that. And it's a massive privilege. Because they can't earn it, they can't buy it, we can't give it to them, but we can be there for them. We can be Christ-like for them. 
You see, strangely enough, wherever, whenever, we can be like Jesus. I heard that somewhere. It's pretty cool, you know. You see, if we stop to pause and meditate on this for just a moment, on what it means to be saved, we will naturally pray more. Come on, you got to catch this. If we actually stop to think about it, if we don't just take it for granted, we actually start to realize, whoa, this is so cool. We will naturally pray more. We will naturally read our Bibles more. We will naturally become, become more Christ-like. And wherever, whenever, we will naturally become more like Jesus. Amen. But only if we stop to ponder it for a moment. If we take it lightly, the moment's gone. Church, this place needs to become a house of prayer. I'm talking about this church, this house, that house, that house, that house, that house, that house, that house. You need to become a house of prayer. Amen. You see, when you start to take Jesus seriously, when you stop taking it lightly, you start to realize that salvation is a big deal. It's not an ordinary gift. It's a big, big deal. You take it seriously, you can't help but become a house of prayer because you realize you need Him, and you need Him more every day and more and more. And then as you pray more and more, you become more like Jesus. Amen. And in wherever, whenever, you will be like Jesus. But the first step is quite simple. It's simple. Just relax. Just relax. Stop striving for the next little bit of theology you need to learn. Stop striving for the, the answers to the questions you've got. Maybe you've got them stuck on the fridge. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is. Stop striving. Just relax. You will never be ready with all the answers. You will never have it figured out by yourself. You will never achieve it. You'll never earn it. You just need to relax and accept it in the name of Jesus. So can I ask everybody to bow your heads this evening and close your eyes And just before I give you an opportunity, I just want you to just ponder. Do you need Jesus in your life? Do you need to just relax and stop trying to achieve all your little goals by yourself? Your KPIs don't matter anymore. Jesus matters. Jesus matters. If you're ready to relax and lean into Him a little bit more today, if you're ready to call Him your Lord and Savior, if this message has been stirring you up inside, can I just suggest the Holy Spirit so I'm doing the stirring? And I don't care if you grew up in church or whether it's your first time here. If you need to get right with Jesus, then you need to get right with Jesus. So how about we just relax? And then pop your hand in the air if that's you. And when I see your hand, we can pray. Because I'd love to pray with you. If that's you, pop your hand in the air right now. I see that hand over here. That's awesome. And over there, that's awesome. Is there any more hands? Just relax. It doesn't hurt. But it will cost you everything. 
It is a free gift, but God expects you to give you your all because He's going to start working for you because He had you in mind when He hung on a cross for you. God's told me there's more people here tonight. If that's you and you need to just relax into Jesus, put your hand in the air right now. When I see your hand, you can pop it down. Thank you, Jesus. One last time. God's told me there's four more. If that's you, then stop trying to fight this. Just relax. Just relax. Best decision you could ever make. I see that hand over there. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. How about we all pray together? Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that we get to go to heaven with you. That we get to call you our Lord and Savior. What a privilege. So we ask that you can forgive us of the things that we've done wrong. Set us free in Jesus' name. Teach us how to lean into you more and abide in you. Because today I call you Lord and Savior. Because you're awesome. Thank you, Jesus. How about give those people that gave me the decision a big hand? That's awesome. Thank you, David. Great. If you responded to Jesus tonight, we would love to pray with you at the end. So I'll wait down here for a bit. Please feel free to come down. Hey, as we finish, a couple of things. Can we sing that joy song again to finish? That'd be cool. And um, there are the gift bags over there. If you are visiting with us tonight, please help yourself to one of those. That would be really good. Also, thank you to all the givers. Thank you so much enabling us to do what we're called to do as a church. And uh, so can I encourage you tonight to also be purposed in your giving. There's uh, giving stations to the left of both the doors as you go out. And we really value your generosity. It does empower us as a church to do what we're called to do. So thank you again. Would you like to stand up and we'll pray. And I think there's a couple of things happening tonight, isn't there? What's happening with the youth? Going to the Burdens for a barbecue? Fantastic. So see Nicole. If you're going there, what are young adults doing tonight? Bowling. So see you guys, if Melina and Peter, if you want to go bowling, they've got all the details. Have a great time. Father, I declare your blessing on every person in this place. May we leave tonight with a heightened appreciation of the value of our salvation. May we leave tonight with a heightened appreciation of our value to you and also the incredible value of grace. And Lord, I pray that wherever we are and whenever we're there this week, we would be like you, that we would be taking atmospheres of heaven into an every environment we go. So I ask that each one of us, you would stir us to be courageous, you would stir us to be purposed, you would stir us to be big-hearted. We know that we belong to you. I pray that there'd be a revelation of that tonight in Jesus' name and that we would be kingdom-focused too. Amen. Have a great week. Thank you.
Thanks, church. Have a good week. Yeah.